Welcome to the Outsourcing Farmer Podcast. I'm Gareth McDonald. Risk Evaluation Mitigation Strategies, or REMS, were introduced by the US Food and Drug Administration in 2007 as a way of managing risk-benefit profiles for drug products where labelling alone was not sufficient. While this approach has clear benefits from a patient safety standpoint, the development of an effective REM strategy is a significant undertaking and can be problematic for drug companies, according to PPD's Director of Risk Management, Frank Gallo. Well, there are a, a range of challenges, the, the first of which is generally the fact that most of the companies facing a REMS have little to no experience with REMS, and therefore... Um, There are internal challenges with determining which department within the company leads, whether it's medical, regulatory, commercial, legal. Um, And then once that's worked out, determining the right partners uh, to bring in to support their needs. And and then finally, aligning the goals of the REMS, making sure that the the REMS is designed to both achieve the goals of the REMS, the safety goals, as well as integrate into the commercialization of the product. So it's a holistic approach the companies have to take then? It it is. It's it's really a um, cross-departmental approach that is required to be sustained for the life of the product. And that's really the difference between um, REMS and a number of other uh, ways in which these departments within the companies traditionally work together. And that is... Uh, the the REMS program, once it's approved, lives with the product as part of labeling, um, potentially for the life of the product. And so it requires that ongoing cross-departmental commitment. What sort of impact then has the introduction of REMS had on the drug industry in terms of the cost of um, development and indeed how pharmaceutical firms work with CROs like PPD? Ironically, it hasn't affected the cost of development as much as it, it has affected the cost of commercialization of the product because that's really when the operational components and the execution of the REMS comes into play. Um, but companies that are developing REMS uh, have begun working with companies such as ours and other CROs to really work on the strategic development uh, and, and operational development and execution of these programs and really taking advantage of more ways in which they can work with our uh, physicians, our epidemiologists, our regulatory experts, and our, our operational experts that have uh, executed and managed these programs in the past. And in broader terms, what impact have REMS had on the quality of drugs being developed? Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. I, I guess I would answer that this way, that that I don't know if it's impacted the quality of the drugs that have been developed, but has allowed drugs that are critical to certain patient populations that wouldn't have otherwise been approved to be able to be on the market. And so um, impact on quality, I'm not sure, but impact on uh, getting products that are appropriate to uh, certain patient populations in those patients' hands in, in a way in which the risk-to-benefit ratio is balanced. Uh, it's made, I would say, very good improvements. And finally then, are there any modifications to regu- or regulatory changes that you think would help the dr- drug industry with regard to REMS? I think there are a, a range of ways that the industry is reinventing itself and, and needs to continue to do so to, to make sure that they're ready to, to support REMS long-term. 
and those are realignments within the departments of companies, uh, coming up with plans and strategic alliances, and then uh, uh, really cutting-edge approaches to the operational execution of these programs in the general population through different technologies and, and, and approaches to operational management. Frank, thank you very much for sharing those insights. For Outsourcing Pharma, this is Gareth McDonald.